and welcome to episode seven of the show. I'm your host, Endgamer, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Ed Bellis. This call is being recorded. <laughs> yes, it is, uh, fortunately. Uh, and we're joined by two very special guest hosts I'm very excited about tonight. Uh, first of all, we have Wigs. Hey, hey. Uh, the, the ever-popular Wiggum fan and the Oracle... The contest legend himself, Caxon, is joining us tonight. Hey, how's it going? Cax, traditionally one of the, the best predictors, uh, having a little bit of an off season this year, but uh, I'm sure he'll still have valuable insights for us. Uh, we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking about the uh, the third week of the contest. Uh, last thing we talked about last week was Charizard's big win over Duke Nukem. So we're going to be starting out with uh, the Tails match. But before we do that, there was a pretty cool uh, topic on the board earlier this week done by our friend Mr. Yo Blazer, uh, who was on the show last week. It was a contest stats and discussion survey topic for Board 8. And we had 92 board aiders respond to the survey and it turns out that over 80 percent of the board uh checks the stats topic at least occasionally which i thought was uh pretty impressive pretty good showing but then we also had some you know traditional people who have checked it a lot who haven't been following as closely this year uh ed i know you were one of those basically what's your feeling about uh the stats topic in 2010 um i know I go through phases with the stats topic. Like some some years, I'm really into it, and I, I don't really post a lot, but I read like a lot of the topics, and then and then I sort of get dissuaded from it, and I I go through this phase of oh, you know, they, they it's not really as fun as it was anymore, and you know things like that. But then I come back to it eventually, and I don't know. I think I'm I'm in the off phase right now. I haven't checked it in a, in a long time. Um, I feel like it does get kind of an unfair rep among the board though like you saw some of the people like cyclo was saying i can't imagine how this would possibly be fun and some people were saying that you know oh there's so much number crunching and i think you were the one in who said that you know there's actually not much number crunching at all we're not like you know the math club we just sort of talk about the contest and i think contest stats and discussion is kind of people focus too much on the stats and not so much on the discussion aspect of it you know i definitely well, uh, think that's true yeah. Can I uh, interject something? I Sure I mean, thing, Kex. It seems like back in the old days, there actually was a lot more discussion of stats and math, and uh, the volume in the topic was a lot lower back then, but I felt like the average quality of the post was a lot higher. Maybe this is just sort of my uh, old curmudgeonly you know, attitude. But, so, yeah, I definitely feel like it has taken a turn away from stats and uh has a lot more focus on discussion these days. And I don't know, I mean, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I, I definitely agree back, you know, in the, in the solar shadow era back in 03, it was, I mean, you sometimes only get like 10, 15 posts in a whole day, but they were all really worthwhile. Whereas now uh, it's more of a social topic, but I kind of think that's fun as well. Uh, people following along each, each update and uh, discussing things in kind of real time. I think that's kind of fun as well. Wiggs, we were talking about the uh, the stats topic. What's your feeling on it? How closely have you been following uh, stats here in O10? I've always occasionally posted in the stats topic. Uh, I've never been there. Maybe there may, might have been one contest where I kind of remember being around there a lot. I'm not exactly, don't exactly remember which one it was, but I think it's cool to pop in now and then and just, you know, put an opinion out there and 
talk about it for a little bit, and then that'll be it. But I think it's a good place for discussion, you know. You know, but it, that's why I think it's nice that someone like me who's not a regular there can just come in, put in pen, you know, talk about something and spend a few posts talking about it. Yeah, I, I think it's a fun place for that. And some people say, you know, it, it's still a cool topic, but there's a few users that I don't like that really make it hard to read. And to that I answer, that's what the ignore button was invented for. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's there. Make make use of it if if there's two or three people don't want to name names, but uh, if there's two or three people you don't like, uh, bam, all their posts go away, and you can still follow along and and have a lot of fun. So and magically, the 500 topic is now 450 topic. Yeah, and it, but it's not such a bad thing because a lot of other people probably have them on ignore as well, and mm-hmm. so you. Don't miss out, out on that much. But Yeah, I think uh, the best thing about not being in charge of the Oracle anymore is that uh, back when I was running it, I couldn't ignore anyone because I didn't want to miss any <laughs> predictions, and now I can ignore whoever I want. I think Black Turtle takes up about 10 spots on my list. <laughs> <laughs> various alts. I know, doesn't they have, like, Black Turtle and White Turtle? And, and like, Axum Turtle, I think, is one of them, <laughs> and... We turtle. There's like there's like ten of them, and they're all on my ignore list. All right. So, uh, yeah. Overall, like I said, pretty good result for the stats topic. Uh, about eighty percent of the board uh, does check it once in a while. All right. Heading into normal topics in the third week, uh, we had two upsets according to the guru picks. The first of those was Sub Zero beating Titus with almost. 54% of the votes. 58% of the gurus were backing Titus there, so it was a fairly sizable upset. Wiggs, did that one catch you by surprise as well? Well, I actually had Sub-Zero in my guru bracket, but for my Oracle, I was obviously going to pick Sub-Zero originally, but then after uh, reconsider, after first of all seeing how well the previous Final Fantasy characters were doing, like Cecil and Kefka, and then uh, also recalling that Oren had already beaten Sub-Zero three times, once in 1v1 and twice in four ways, and each of them equating to about like a 60-40. I thought that might have been a lot of ground for uh, Sub-Zero to make up, so I actually changed my Oracle pick to be more like, I think I had it at 54% or somewhere around there, 53-54. So at the start of the contest, I would it would not have surprised me as much. But after seeing some of the matches, it surprised me a little more. Yeah, and um, did that one uh, also catch you by surprise, Kaxon? Well, it didn't surprise me too much. I did have Titus in my bracket and in the Oracle. Uh, I don't know. I guess I've never been able to take Mortal Kombat characters seriously just because, partly because I don't really like fighters much and partly because I don't like Mortal Kombat. But after he did beat Master Chief a couple of years back, I, I guess I realized that he was actually a threat. I would never have considered it without the Master Chief match. Um, and I agree with Wiggs. Uh, it really seemed like Final Fantasy was on a roll. Uh, everything was pointing in his direction. Final Fantasy X has been doing so well in recent years. And so I, I was still uh, pretty taken aback by that one. Uh, Ed, who, who did you have in that one? I had Sub-Zero. Confident all the way through. I'm always confident. <laughs> my my terrible picks. Um, this one just happened to pan out. Um, I don't know. I I feel like in a one-on-one setting, 
I feel like some characters are more advantaged than others. And I, I use this logic with Pikachu today because I, I, I bet a little lower than I would. I had Pikachu winning, but I bet a little lower with him than I would have in the Oracle. And that didn't really pan out. But I figured that, like, you know, you have characters like Master Chief or Tidus where, like, the anti-voting is actually a part of their legitimate strength. And the other character gets a boost when they go against them. And I, I don't know. I just figured that that would happen with Sub-Zero here. Yep, and uh, Derek definitely panned out for you, so uh, nice pick there. The other upset was even uh, even larger. 66% of the board was backing Kratos uh, over Sackboy, and instead it didn't work out, and in a, a very embarrassing result, uh, 63% of the site knew that Sackboy was going to win. So it was one of the worst... Uh, Guru upsets in quite a while. Wigs, were you as surprised by that as uh, as the numbers indicate? That one definitely did surprise me a lot more, at least because uh, from last year's contest when Sackboy just did so terribly. Um, I mean, I, again, I guess the argument to that is that his game wasn't actually out yet, I think. But um, I guess it just goes to show how far the Tales of Symphonia characters have fallen. And it's almost like they've kind of switched place with the 2D Final Fantasy characters. I kind of see it now. Uh, you know, at least because they're, you know, on a Nintendo system, they're basically more or less Nintendo characters, uh, the Tales of Funny ones that are. So, yeah, that pretty much surprised me. Uh, were you pretty stunned by that as well, Cax, that, that Tales has fallen off so hard uh, recently? Well, actually, um, I was this close to picking Sackboy in that match. My Oracle prediction was Kratos with 50.01%. And, um, you know, you mentioned the casual brackets being so much better than the uh, guru brackets. I think that was the situation where me not following the contest that closely actually helped me, or at least it almost helped me, because I just had this impression of the Tails characters as being weak. And I, re I remembered Sackboy flopping last year, but I guess I didn't remember exactly how hard he flopped. So I kind of saw that match as a toss-up, actually, when I was picking for it. Yeah, and I mentioned this in my crew write-ups, but Sackboy and Little Big Planet have always had it really rough in pulls. They always get stuck with uh, either Snake or Metal Gear Solid 4 and have always looked bad. So I, I knew he was going to be due for a, a pretty big boost from 08, but definitely didn't think he would be able to go all the way. Icehawk in, <laughs> I mean, what what's your name? Ed. Ed, in Icehawks, oh god! In in Icehawks last podcast is what I was trying to say. He called the gurus out of touch with reality and said Sackboy was an easy result, and anyone who didn't have uh, their nose buried in the X stats would have seen that coming. Um, do you agree with him there, or or do you take offense to that a little bit? I think he was talking about more like the stats topic as a whole, which I think is even a broader generalization than the gurus. Because the gurus, people have this elitist concept of the gurus. Anyone can sign up to be a, one of the gurus. You know, it's just a name. And I think people don't realize that. Um, I don't know. I, I was trying to argue that I feel like it's more, it's less a disconnect from reality and more just, I don't know what it is. I want to say like personal preference coming into play with people just really liking Tales of Symphonia and wanting to see it succeed, but you can't account for that for every single bracket that goes through. Um, I had Sackboy there, and I, I actually, I never really looked back because I feel like Kratos never really did much in these contests, and I don't know what you'd call that. I guess um, for me, it'd be dumb luck, but I don't think it's a disconnect so much as it is a, um, no, actually, 
It's a tough question. I, I told him it was a good question to ask, and yeah, he went with it. He does, but... I, I mean, um, I think that's... that's We've seen a bunch of matches like that over the years, and you know, most of the time, being familiar with the stats is a big advantage. But yeah. once in a while, the stats don't hold, and that is when the gurus and the you know stats topic people end up looking silly because the casuals will have so so much better predictions. But that only happens once in a while, I think. Yeah, that like more way more often than not, it's best to follow the board's advice as a whole but then whenever we as a whole get something wrong it's always oh my god i shouldn't have followed the board the board <laughs> yeah. that, i would have had a perfect bracket if i if i followed my trust in my instincts and listened to the board blah 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm like shut up god yeah everyone always overrates their gut reaction like oh if i would have stuck with my gut on this one yeah when i i think you know seven out of ten times your gut's gonna lead you the wrong way and the people who know what they're talking about are going to lead you the right way. And occasionally you run into something like that. But I didn't appreciate uh, Isoc's take there, but uh, we can we can come back to that another time. All right, so those were the two upsets of the week, but there were still some other interesting uh, results here and there, uh, some overperformances, some disappointments. Uh, let's start out with our uh, choices for turd of the week and uh wigs aside from the uh the sub-zero and sack boy matches who was your uh choice for turd of week three of the 2010 contest uh i'm gonna have to go with god of war kratos here in that manner because you had so many factors that were supposed to be helping him out there that there's the God of War recent collection that came out at some point or coming out. I'm not exactly sure about that, but I know it's in either in the works or came out. And then you have all the Sonic characters with how badly they've been doing lately. Uh, plus you have the fact that, you know, that Kratos has been reasonably strong in the past. And I always thought he was a little overrated as far as strength, but he's still considerable. To not even break like 60, uh, 65% on Tails, I think, is really astounding. I, my oracle for him was over 70%. And I just think that he underperformed by a huge margin and that he's not going to stand a chance against Charizard next round. Yeah, that's definitely shaping up to be a good one now uh, after that bad showing. And, yeah. Um, Ed, were, were you stunned just based on how – uh, Sonic team had been looking down in the dumps this year before that match. Yeah, I was pretty shocked by that because I I always I don't know I feel like I overestimate Kratos a lot. Um, and like Wiggs was saying, I I had him really high in my Oracle because Sonic just looks so bad this year. Like every it's mm-hmm. Sonic Shadow Knuckles they all look terrible. And for Tails to do that, I think it speaks less about any strength Tails might have and more about. Kratos' weakness. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Cax, uh, did you have a pretty high number there for uh, Kratos? I had him with 67, um, and I definitely would have picked him as the turn of the week because, like these guys already said, Sonic Team just looked horrible. I mean, I still can't believe that if the Knuckles match had been at night, like Cecil would have actually beaten Knuckles, which just <laughs> seems absurd to me. After he beat Magus. Right. You know, so many years ago. Cecil being equal to Magus doesn't make any sense. Ed, where where were you leaning with your uh, turd for week three? I actually didn't pick Kratos. I, I probably would have if I would have noticed he was up there because for some reason I thought we talked about him last week, but I went with um, good old Eddie Riggs um, <laughs> as my turd of the week. Um, Ratchet almost broke 70% on this guy. 
Um, let me repeat that. Ratchet almost broke seventy <laughs> percent on this guy. Um, this is a guy that Luigi almost broke like eighty percent on. I think he might have even broken eighty percent on in two thousand three. This is a guy that's been in like every contest since two thousand three and has yet to actually win a match. And he made Eddie Riggs look abysmal. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wish Mega Man could have drawn Eddie Riggs. I know. <laughs> it would be like 2002 all over again. That would have been like 2002 all over again. Because, I mean, I don't know who I'd take in Eddie Riggs versus Mr. Driller. Like, I don't know who I would take in that match. Um, and that's really sad. Yeah, we were having some debate right after it finished if, if Eddie was going to finish last in the X stats for this year. And I think most people were leaning towards yes. because it's either uh, him or Wander. Yeah, it, it's probably going to be one of those two and and i crunched some numbers on it just to see if he was quite down to tanner level and it was like if you hold ratchet close to where he has been in the past i think eddie came out to like the fourth or third or fourth weakest ever in a 1v1 setting that we've seen wow so we'd so tanner that, that yes right. so he was still uh set up to put about 70 percent on tanner so. <laughs> Uh, he, he made a noble effort, though, uh, to get to the very bottom. My choice for Turd of the Week, a bit controversial, but uh, I'm going with Cloud. And I can do that. That is not the kind of performance you need if you're trying to prove you're still the number two character on this site. I mean, we, we, all, thought, we all thought Link had disappointed us. And then we all thought Mega Man X had disappointed us. And granted, there's um, there seems to be some anti-voting of, of someone who's a clear favorite this year. Uh, like even the usually beloved Snake had a little trouble. But that was shockingly poor uh, from Cloud. And and the thing that struck me most about that match was he got out to the bad start, which he always does. Right. Uh, Nintendo versus Final Fantasy VII, you got to expect that. But he didn't even really... Uh, I mean, normally that would happen, and then Cloud or Seth, you know, they just turn on the jets overnight. Uh, Europe rallies behind them, Japan gets behind them, and, and they go through the roof. And he didn't even really do that in this match. So I do not have a lot of uh, confidence in Final Fantasy VII uh, right now, and I am really excited to see what Marth is capable of uh, in the early vote against Sephiroth in that match. Uh, so, Endgamer, I got a question for you. Um, you said it doesn't look good if he's trying to protect his number two spot on the site, but uh, Ridley versus Proto Man, straight up, who would you take in that match? That is a toughie, and I've actually debated that. Um, I, I talked about a little bit in my crew write up. I think I might lean towards Proto Man right now. I I just like what uh, where the Mega Man series uh, is a little bit more after uh, MM9 and 10 coming up. Yeah, Proto Man's got his like face right in the box. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was uh, playable in nine if you bought some DLC, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yep. So he he's at least got a uh, few things going for him. So I, I think I do that, but I think it'd be pretty close. Well, let me yeah. ask you too, uh, Endgamer, that do you think that Cl- you think probably Cloud is going to do better against Chris Redfield? How much better? Assuming you think he's going to do better. Well, I don't know if he's going to do better. I think that. Resident Evil is in a really good spot right now. Uh, I, I think the series has been on fire, uh, especially the RE5 guys. So I'm thinking he, he could even uh, improve on Ridley a little bit. But I think the other thing you might take into account is um, it's easier to anti-vote a favorite in the early rounds where you know they're going to be safe rather than if we actually get down to 
uh, you know, a cloud versus Samus, uh, Seth versus Snake, where you're like, wow, they haven't been doing too well. We might have to really rally behind our guys to get them through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see something like that happening down the line. But for now, I do think that that, that was a pretty bad performance from Cloud, and, and we'll see if Seth's able to improve at all. Yeah. Uh, so do you think – I mean, I assumed you were talking about Snake, but do you think anyone else is even in the running for that number two spot? I mean, it's hard for me to picture Sephiroth doing any better, and I don't know, the rest of the field was a, a ways back. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess there's always L block. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't quite uh, count him out, but yeah. I don't know. I don't entirely count out Samus. I, I thought that was a pretty good uh, showing she gave us on the Prince. She seems to not get anti-voted as as some of the other top characters do. So I personally think it's pretty close right now between uh, Samus and Snake and Mario. Not that I'd take any of them over Cloud right now, but I think with a bandwagon, some of those guys could could do some real damage on him. But uh, not going to stick my neck out uh, too far on that one. Yeah, it's hard for me to forget that 60-40 Samus versus Mario match. I mean, I guess that doesn't necessarily have any bearing on a Samus versus Cloud match, especially five years later, but it made a big impression. Yeah, well, that's always been the big debate is, is Samus indirectly stronger than Mario? Uh, Is that just an illusion? When she goes against Cloud, at least, or when she goes against Final Fantasy VII, I think she almost does look better than Mario. So I, I still give her a, a bit of a chance there. But uh, it should be. And moving on now to our stars of the round, uh, to think a bit more positively. Cax, who was your pick? Uh, who really impressed you uh, here in week three of the contest? Well, I kind of hate to give it to him, but... Um, I'm actually going to have to say Ject was my star of the round because, you know, I, well, I was really pulling for Phoenix in that match, but coming off of Titus's embarrassing defeat just immediately before that and then to pull that out, I mean, I was impressed. I guess maybe everyone else thought he had it in the bag anyway, but I, I guess uh, my that was my take on the match. Things did seem to be trending in Phoenix's favor there, and, mm-hmm. and he got out uh, to a pretty decent start. I was hanging in there, and then uh, as the match just went on, he just fell way behind. Yeah, first few hours, you know, he was winning some updates even here and there. Even, you know, three hours in, he was still winning updates. Ed, it, did you get to follow that one very close, Ed, or not? Um, I think I was up for it, like, for the beginning, and then I went to bed and came back the next morning, and Jack was ahead. Yeah. So do you guys think Dissidia had any effect on that would phoenix have won it if uh, if it weren't for Decidia? i could have seen him getting out to a lead it's, it's just the final margin uh pushing it up to almost 53 percent. i think that's too big for uh for a psp game to make up but I, I could have seen it without that extra help i could maybe see uh phoenix right ahead for a while and then looking real good and then he ends up getting uh, overcome uh, halfway through the match or so. Yeah. I mean, obviously the uh, PSP game is not going to hurt him. It, 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 I was kind of kind of going to say the same thing, where I think it helped him a little bit. I don't think it would have helped. It helped him enough to the point where he wouldn't have beaten Phoenix without it. Um, again, I also think that the fact that the match under the time of the match was um, well, that was a day match, right? So I guess that also probably helped out Jack a little more than Phoenix. I think that there's also the fact that part of the reason with Jack is that since he's an M- one of the few, I think, NPC non-villains that have been in the contest, maybe there's him and there's Kyrie 
and there's probably a few more I'm not thinking of. But combined with all that, I still think that Jack had a pretty impre- somewhat impressive showing. I, I would have maybe had him. Ooh, I, I actually had Phoenix winning, but that was a foolish pick on my part. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fanboy logic yeah, idea there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, Ed, who was your pick for star of week three? I I went with um I had like three different people I can't really decide I'll tell you the two I went with Jill and Chris um because I felt like they had pretty commanding performances um Jill in particular uh like we were talking about earlier the consensus for her was very was much lower in the Oracle than what she ended up getting on Nico and I think that was actually somewhat of a debatable match before the bracket like when the bracket was first announced and Jill Valentine like I said on the first episode I think feels like she just overperforms and underperforms at will depending on what she feels like doing and she felt like really overperforming this time so it'll be interesting to see how how she does on samus and chris redfield i thought did really well like i I can't really get the picture out of my head of chris redfield losing updates to uh i think pyramid head was it in 2000 uh, 2007 yeah and yeah yeah, he did really he did really well last year and then this year he came back with a vengeance and beat mcmillan really strongly and I, i think couple that with um with wesker um overperforming and doing really well on canon this looks like a really good year for resident evil overall now my theory on this and uh some people don't buy it but umbrella chronicle came out for the wii about two weeks after link's crossbow training and my idea for this crazy re boost is that so many people uh bought the crossbow training, I think it's like three and a half or four million were sold worldwide. And then they're like, now what else do I do with this zapper? Oh, look, here's a Resident Evil, you know, point and shoot kind of traditional game. And I think of a, a, that really uh, helped it sell well. I know sold over a, a million and probably introduced new fans to the series because you get some of the backstory and you might be more interested in who is this Jill character? Who's this Chris character? So, so that's kind of my idea, kind of like a Kingdom Hearts effect from a from a point and shoot kind of game. Wigs, am I crazy? I can support that theory. It sounds like that makes sense to me. If, I mean, I didn't know that it sold that well. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised because it's kind of more like a, it's a spinoff game, you know. But um, that theory makes perfect sense to me now that you lay it out there. All right. Well, <clears throat> got the wig stamp of approval, so we're gonna say that's official. <laughs> The Umbrella Chronicle Factor. Wiggs, who was your star then? Well, I was also thinking about a few here. I think, uh, first of all, in particular, Jill's performance was more impressive than Chris's, if only because Nico was like actually my second choice for turret of the week. I I, th- I think I was in the majority there when I thought that match would be pretty close. Um, you know, Nico being in Grand Theft Auto and. I know he didn't do too hot last year with his loss to Duke Nukem, but I didn't think people thought that Jill would be that far above him. But seeing as that's not my pick, I actually want to go ahead and say um, I actually have – now, this is actually a tie between two. That's all right. That's okay. Sure. Uh, For one, I'm going to have to go with Ratchet. I know he's not going to be doing anything next round against Jack, probably. However – from the other side of things, that even though Brutal Legend what didn't sell that well, I think that it was advertised enough. You know, people were talking about it a lot. It, had, it certainly had a lot of hype, and it didn't live up to that. And I think I would think that people still kind of like the character. I mean, it's Jack Black essentially, so you're voting for a picture of 
Jack Black or Ratchet. And I think for Ratchet to actually, you know, as as uh, Ed said, break set almost break seventy percent on someone <laughs> is pretty stunning for Ratchet. That's got to be far and away, you know, great for him. Even even like there's been a lot of fodder versus fodder matches this contest, and most of them end up, you know, fifty, sixty, and Ratchet just went blew that away. And yeah, the other one I want to say, even though he, I think he did about expected. I think he was pretty close to my Oracle. I don't think I'm gonna go with Captain Falcon. And even though he's against Wander, who's nothing special, Riku's performance against Ramza was subpar enough. I think that Captain Falcon is going to do as I, he actually I think he's gonna win next round, Captain Falcon. I believe Riku's in my bracket, and I don't have that faith in him anymore. After seeing Captain Falcon break seventy percent on someone, when in the past few years. He's been kind of stuck with all Nintendo characters. Like, all of his four-way packs have been with, like, three, maybe two other Nintendo characters. So, it's like a big chance for him to break out, and he did well with it. Kaxon, did you have something to add? Well, call me crazy, but I'm not going to completely write off Ratchet next round. I mean, Phoenix is the guy who broke the Gordon Freeman curse, if I remember, and Jack didn't exactly blow him away. Uh, <laughs> I admit that Ratchet is definitely a heavy underdog, but you never know. I'd like to see it. <laughs> I like both char- I like both characters, but I'd be happy to see Ratchet do well finally. This is Ratchet's revenge this year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, Kraken Time was Kraken Time is my choice for game of the year, so it'd be made, it'd make me happy to see him do well. And uh, one thing Wiggs touched on was kind of the general underperformance we're seeing from uh, Kingdom Hearts. We had uh, Riku, we thought maybe was gonna pull some. Uh, you know, Square, RPG, SFF, that sure, certainly didn't happen. And then Axel was going to hold up well against Dante. That didn't happen. So um, the way it sits now, Ed, are, are you leaning towards uh, Captain Falcon in that match against Riku coming up? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have taken Riku um, without thinking about it. But then Wiggs made a good point about how the only data we really have on Captain Falcon is when he's stuck with another Nintendo character. But I don't know. Maybe I overestimate Riku by a bit, but I'd probably take Ramza over Captain Falcon. So I don't know. Ouch. Okay. Cax, <laughs> uh, K- where are you leaning on that yeah. one? Yeah, I guess I don't have a lot of respect for Captain Falcon. And uh, from what I remember, Wander was pretty horrible. So 70% against him isn't all that impressive. I'd probably take Riku there. Okay. I, I still give Riku an advantage, but I, I think Falcon could, could make a pretty good match of it. Um, but yeah, Wander was very bad. He is the guy who uh, famously lost to Pac-Man when Pac-Man was being hurt by Mario, <laughs> which which we all assumed would <laughs> yeah I remember that one now would be a you know a major old school disaster, and he still somehow underperformed that. Um, so yeah, he is uh, not exactly a paragon of strength. My choice. For Star of the Round, uh, another bit of a weird choice, but someone who really impressed me. Got to give it to Vault Boy. Huh. And, of, of course, I am Mr. Anti the non-traditional characters. And so it kind of pains me to see this, but that was a, a really impressive performance. Of course, he looked good in the match pick, but with how good Resident Evil has been doing, and uh, Resident Evil 4 looked really good in the last uh, games contest. I thought even if he gets, you know, people voting for him because his pick looks good, uh, the fallout base can't be that big. Uh, you know, Leon's going to push for 70 here. And instead, uh, VB came very close, keeping him in the 50s. And so I think we have found uh, a definite new character to bring back next year. 
get him in a more winnable position and and see what he's really capable of. Uh, would you agree, Ed? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the Captain Falcon thing. I didn't really think anything of it, but now that you bring it up, it is pretty good performance from Vault Boy because I don't think Leon really had a reason to drop in strength this year. Um, but so Vault Boy probably, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he was legitimately strong then. I think his caricature is also somewhat iconic. Like people kind of recognize, you know, he's he's, he's more iconic than uh, Leon is. Yeah, I I could agree to that. Where, uh, well, of course, Fallout Three was was really popular, did well in Game of the Year, and then he also draws from the older Fallout fans. Uh, apparently, yeah. he's you know been a <clears throat> kind of the mascot for many years now. One other result I wanted to touch on was that very good performance uh, from Simon Belmont against Ezio. Maybe Cax can explain to us. Cax, how can Altair be so strong and Ezio be so bad in these contests? I really have no idea. About all I know about Assassin's Creed is it comes from watching a friend of mine play it at New Year's. And uh, so, yeah, I can't really tell you anything about why that happened. I was expecting a much better performance from Ezio. Do you think, uh, Wiggs, do you think there may be a trend, as we seem to be starting to see, where the old school is, is performing pretty well this year when they get a match against these new school characters like Ezio? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think part of the reason why Altair won so handily was I think Liquid Snake got a little um, screwed with his match pick, while as Altair's was... More recognizable, I think, since they use Liquid's Metal Gear Solid 4, I think. And for uh, Ezio versus Simon, um, you know, we hadn't really seen Simon in a real situation. I, mean, I guess we had him in a four-pack um, either last year or the year before, and he didn't do hot. And then he had that miserable performance back in, I guess it was 02. You know, I don't know, maybe you can almost attribute it to maybe some of the Castlevania games, the, the older ones, like on uh, Virtual Console possibly, or just... Yeah, that's exactly what like I that. was thinking. I mean, I couldn't couldn't think of any other reason why Simon Belmont would be, you know, doing better now than he was a few years back, mm-hmm. other than that. Yeah, I, I thought that um, Symphony of the Night at least sold, sold really well with its Xbox release, and then uh, some of the other ones they've been doing, I, I think, have been doing pretty good as well so that could be helping keep him current yeah i mean i guess alucard did beat magus by a lot more than was expected so that could have been a precursor to that match yeah that's something i pointed out in my crew write-ups i said old square has has been looking good based on cecil and kefka and yet alucard destroyed magus and that was getting like zero talk pre-contest. And so I said, I think we might be underestimating Simon here. Of course, I said that, and then I uh, totally blew my Oracle anyways, um, going still going way too high. But I knocked him down a few percent just based on that kind of respect. Last thing wanted to touch on this week, some very good performances lately. And now it's got uh, people thinking, is Dante still the favorite in that uh, hotly anticipated round two match. Uh, Ed, what do you say to that? Um, I would say yes, because for the simple reason that I would take Axel over Balthier. And I think they both put up similar numbers on the two, but I would, I think that would be a close match. But, I mean, it's not that easy. You can't use simple extrapolation like that. But, I don't know, I just think also, I thought going into the contest, Dante had a lot more going for him than Ryu does, and then with Ken's abysmal performance against Wesker, I think that still holds true even more now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. I I was definitely all for a Dante upset, but then he really did impress me with, with that run. Uh, Wiggs, are, are you in agreement with Ed there? 
I think Dante is still the favorite, but again, I still think this is going to be close throughout. I'm not so sure that I would take Axel over Bothier that easily, only because of the decline of the Kingdom Hearts characters this contest. Again, uh, then again, I also have been, from the start of the contest, I overestimated Street Fighter 4. I thought that was going to be a bigger factor than it has been. So I think we're looking at a pretty close match here. I'm probably going to pick one. Uh, probably going to pick Ryu with like 50.01% or something like that. I just think that one's going to come down to the fact that Ryu's a little, is, is again, he's going more the old school Nintendo type here. I think that, I, I think I'm giving Ryu the upset edge here, but I think Dante is still the favorite. Kex, would you agree? And if so, do you give Leon a chance uh, in round three against either of them? Well, I've actually been on the Ryu side all along. Um, I mean, when I was filling out my bracket, I was thinking Street Fighter 4. And, uh, I mean, even if it's not having as big of an impact as we thought, it's still the most relevant that Ryu's been in 10 years. Uh, you know, through the entire time these contests have been running, it was just hard for me to see him losing. Um, I agree, Dante did look pretty good this round. So I think it's probably in toss-up territory, but I'm, I'm not really ready to hand it to Dante. Also, loony idea that I had, uh, do you think of those Dante's Inferno ads they're showing on TV might have given <laughs> him a boost? <laughs> I seriously, like the first few times I heard about that game, I assumed it was the same Dante, but uh, it's not, right? No, it's not, yeah. and that's that's odd. I actually never considered that, but yeah, I could see uh, casuals being confused. I mean, it's, it's another uh, action hack and slash kind of game, uh, fighting demons and, and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I could see people... Thinking, oh, that's you know the Devil May Cry guy. He's getting into classic literature now, <laughs> or, or something like that. Ed, had you ever thought of that? No, I hadn't. But that's a it's a good theory because casuals are stupid. I think it had a like a thirty second spot during the Super Bowl even. So yeah, it did. That's that's one hundred million casuals right there. <laughs> they just they just grabbed so. Yeah, maybe. Did that match take place before or after the Super Bowl? Uh, that match was a little before, but the game has had other kind of commercials and ads yeah. and stuff. So I I think it might still have uh, played a bit of a part. Okay, uh, I think that just about wraps it up. We uh, covered everything from round three. Um, did anyone have anything else they wanted to touch on before we uh, let go for tonight? I have some food for thought. I realized this before when we were talking about it. That Kratos Orion is from Tales of Symphonia, and the other Kratos lost to Tales. Think about that. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty deep. Or That's... about V-Tales, but did badly against Tales. <laughs> it's really deep. So join us next week. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's show, and uh, we'll see you for week four of the contest. Peace out. Waiting for